could they make could they stop making <laughs> these succulent clones he is breathtaking yeah i'm my uh, literally you could sweep me off my feet any day <laughs> i'm engaged Welcome back to another Star Wars podcast, Bad Batch Breakdown series. I'm your host, Melissa. And I'm the co-host, Matt. Matt, how are you feeling today? I feel a little better. Uh, COVID is is officially out of my body, so that's good. Yeah, uh, very exciting stuff there. I uh, tested negative yesterday, so it's good. I'm, I'm out of the weeds. Um, good. Which is good. I still have some, like, I don't feel like 100%, but... I don't have it anymore. So that's good. And my, my taste and smell is coming back. So good to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. And our followers were so sweet and they gave you all of their, their well wishes. So thank you for that guys. They did. Thank you guys. That was very nice and thoughtful of you. So, Much appreciated. Um, yeah. Still feeling some after effects. I feel a little fatigued still, but that's about it. So we're going to talk about episode what 11 of bad batch today. It's the 11th episode. Good God. I uh, believe so. Yeah. Yeah. 11th episode devil's deal. So let's read that description. And then Matt, you can open the episode with your thoughts. Ooh, let's see if the description actually goes with the episode this time today, Matt. But the description for episode 11 of Bad Batch devil's deal is as the seeds of rebellion ferment on an outer rim world, the empire schemes to squash it. That seems accurate. Yeah, that seems about <laughs> right. Seems, uh, seems about the closest description they've given for an episode lately. Pretty good. It's a pretty good synopsis. Yeah, I thought it was a, a good episode. Very felt very similar to last week. Another kind of like filler episode. Um, very cool world building again. I love this uh, dynamic of you know seeing the empire become the empire, going to these cities, kind of asserting their dominance on these these cities and uh this planet is ryloth right yeah ryloth yeah uh, so i thought it was good however i think you're going to be the one who needs to explain some stuff with this episode because <laughs> i believe we have some, some tie-ins with rebels here uh-huh. and if you guys saw my reaction video i am not i have not seen rebels all the way through which i should probably change uh, <laughs> but, but i think we had some tie-ins there which i i did connect the dots towards the end um, yeah, you did. I think you would probably know more about this than, than I would, but um, we get some interesting developments here. We see one of the hottest clones I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> breathtakingly gorgeous clone. Uh, <laughs> and um, big fat blue guy. Uh, we see him and the French alien people. <laughs> what are they called? Twi- Twi- I don't know. Is it Twi'leks or Twi'leks? Twi'leks or Twi'leks? I don't know. So, um, yeah, and then they they have they're starting their own little rebellion. So we start to see seeds of dissatisfaction among uh, the humble people of of Ryloth. So I thought it was cool. I mean, not a ton of the Bad Batch in this episode, honestly. Yeah, way more of a world building episode. Pretty straightforward, but I thought it was cool, and I thought it felt very Star Warsy. The music in this episode is worth noting as well. But yeah, I think you're probably a little bit more qualified to talk about this one. <laughs> some, some tie-ins with Rebels here. What did you think? It was a it was a good episode. I liked it a lot. I agree with you. I think it was very similar to last week in the sense where not so much moving the main plot forward with the Bad Batch, but it's still continuing to build the world and show that transition from the Republic to the Empire. I was a little bit surprised at the stuff with Admiral Rampart. 
That's that's Peter Pumpkin. So yeah, that's his name. I remembered it this time. Congratulate Admiral me on Rampart. that. Gotcha. Nice. Peter Pumpkin. I couldn't think of his name. Admiral Rampart. I have the captions yep. on this this viewing, so that definitely helped. I had the captions on when I, I was watching. I always have the captions yeah. on. You got to. I have to when I'm doing reaction videos. Otherwise, I miss too much. Yeah, but it, it was and saying stupid comments. <laughs> it was it was weird to see Admiral Rampart in this episode just being so active in the takeover of the planets because I thought he was just going to be a Camino strict guy, like like overseeing like the clones and like you know, that transition uh, to the Empire through Project War Mantle. So I thought it was weird that he was so closely integrated with the story here. Um, but that was about the only thing. Uh, we get some really cool Star Wars Rebels connections. Hera Syndulla, one of the leading characters of Star Wars Rebels, is a prominent character in this episode. And I thought that was an amazing treat because I did not expect that at all. So now we can knock off both Kanan and Hera are in this show, which is very, very cool. And I didn't expect it, but it was such a treat. It was interesting that they took a very Clone Wars approach to this episode. If you remember in Clone Wars, what they would do is they would follow multiple different arcs. So like one arc would be based on Ventress. The next arc would be on Obi-Wan and the Maul story. And then the next arc would jump back to Ahsoka and Lux. It was kind of interesting to see that the Bad Batch were the background characters in this episode. And so that's setting up an interesting story thread, maybe for this next episode, because we were left on a cliffhanger and it's obviously going to be a two-parter. So I'm interested to see why they put as much focus on Hera and her family as they did. But it was very, it was very interesting to see a different part of the galaxy be addressed and start to make those um, adjustments to the empire and how they're slowly taking over. And I think using Ryloth and the Sundula family was a good way to do that because Hera's father is, also another prominent character in the Clone Wars. So I thought the use of this planet was an interesting choice. Yeah, I totally agree. Overall, Matt, I really liked this episode. I enjoyed it a lot. It was really surprising to see all these, you know, they keep introducing new characters to the story. And you and I were talking about this with the introduction of Cad Bane and the introduction of like Rex into the show is I don't feel like they're doing this without purpose. There has been a complaint about Bad Batch that I saw circulating the other day. And people have just been accusing it of it being a cameo show where, oh, this character shows up. Now this character shows up. Oh, wait, this character shows up. And I don't know if I agree with that. I disagree with that completely. They're definitely moving the story forward. And you have to bring in some of these characters because these characters don't have as much detail of background as the well-known Star Wars characters. So it's world building. I mean, that's what the show is. This whole show is it's filling in the gaps that people have been wondering about for a while. So, yeah, I don't think there's any merit to that argument whatsoever. (laughs) I don't think so either. And, you know, like with the appearance of Kanan in the beginning as a Padawan, like I don't people argue that, oh, that's a retcon because they had a comic with a pre-established story for Kanan. I'm like, well, I don't think they're doing this to retcon it. I just think they see it as opportunity to be like, oh, hey, we can actually further this character's story within this story in a way that still makes sense and it doesn't affect anything else going on in the timeline. We're watching it to have a good time. Like, don't nitpick at it that much. Like, it's really, it's not what it's meant to be. People could also make that argument for The Mandalorian if you really wanted to. Like, in the second season, we literally got Ahsoka, Bo-Katan, and Luke Skywalker. (laughs) And Boba Fett! I I don't think that argument has any merit. That's the purpose of these stories, is to intertwine these people's paths and how they cross with one another. That's the whole point. 
And I, I love it because seeing Fennec and Cad Bane and Hera and Kanan in the Bad Batch all exist within the same universe is amazing to me. Like, I'm eating that up. I love it. Why would you not want to see it? <laughs> I digress. Yeah. But uh, I thought this was a, a great episode. I really liked it a lot. But we're going to try something different today, guys. A lot of your questions within the last few weeks have been very relevant to what we're talking about during our episode. So prior to us getting to the questions, you guys ask questions that we either already commented on or they've just been rehashed throughout our episode. So this week, we are going to bring your questions to the forefront and we're going to theorize and talk about what you guys had to say, you know, as we read them. Does that make sense? Did I explain that clearly? Yeah. I mean, uh, a quick, quick brief way of saying it is, yeah, like we're just going to your questions always relate to what we're talking about and we kind of answer them as we go. So we're going to try something different today and read questions now instead of at the end. Yes. Matt summarizes things better than I do. Let's keep (laughs) that to Matt in the future. Okay. I'm an expert. What can I say? Let's see what you guys had to say about this episode. Okay. The first statement slash question is from Fluna underscore Tenebris. And if I misspell or mispronounce, I'm so sorry again. But Luna underscore Tenebris underscore says, no thoughts, only Hera and her mom. I agree. Hmm. So yeah, see, I don't have as much of a connection with Hera. Uh, and this is the problem. This is why I need to go watch Rebels. This is my fault. I should have done it when I had COVID. That's on me. But I could I at least recognize that like I'm not I haven't seen it, but I at least recognize that like, oh, there's something going on here. So I think that's a sign of uh, the writers doing a good job. I agree. And I'll agree with you, Luna, Uh, Matt, to give you some backstory. So Hera, we learn later, much, much later in Rebels. So like season four. Hera is captured by the Empire and she's being interrogated by them and she's being interrogated by this character named Admiral Thrawn, who you probably know. Yeah, the blue guy. Right. And he's kind of taunting her in front of a portrait of her family. And we learn in this episode of Rebels, he mentions that her mother was uh, killed when she was young. And she also had a little brother who died. Oh, I don't know how Hera's little brother died. And I'm assuming by this point in Bad Batch, he's already dead because there's no mention of him. But in Rebels, we first find out that Hera's mom dies and that causes a rift in her family and she becomes estranged from her father. So a lot of people have been theorizing that Hera's mom is going to die in the second part of this episode because it's mentioned in Rebels. So everybody's freaking out over that. Wow. Yeah, that's probably exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be an intense next episode, I think. I mean, it is going to be a it's a bit bit of a cliffhanger and they they did set it up for something big happening next episode. Mm -hmm. So that's even I had anxiety. Sad. Yeah. Even I had anxiety this entire episode. I was like, crap, we know that her mom dies. We just don't know how. And it would make perfect sense if they showed us this year. So bummer. Bummer. But same, Luna. Okay, next. <laughs> I'm going to leave you to comment on this one because I'm probably not going to shut up. But Jasoka.arts says, Captain Hausa, more like Captain Wowza. <laughs> yeah, Hausa. Oh, man. That guy is a Hauser, if you know what I mean. Could they make, could they stop making these <laughs> succulent clones? He is breathtaking. Yeah, I'm my, my, literally, he could sweep me off my feet any day. <laughs> I'm engaged. 
<laughs> that guy is the best haircut, the best haircut of any clone, which I've never seen a turquoise colored clone armor. Yeah, thing before. What that is, was what is that? Cool. Is, I don't know. And he seems to be fighting against his chip a little bit in this episode. So We're going to have to talk about that because we have a lot of people who commented on that, actually. So, yeah, but dude, I, I got to tell you, the opening scene, you know, goes to sh- like Chamsundula and his wife and they're having this really serious conversation with Admiral Rampart within the first five seconds of the scene. You can hear me go in my reaction video. Who is that hunky clone? <laughs> because he's just so distracting. Like, you're just in the he background. They're like, whoa, I told you he's breathtaking. My breath was taken away from my body. <laughs> By a cartoon. Dude, that is the most gorgeous clone. I have never, I love Rex, but holy he's, he's cow. melting your mouth gorgeous. That guy, woo. Call 911. <laughs> <laughs> like, did they have uh, to make him so hot? I. They knew what they were doing. They knew. Caught us, caught us all off guard. <laughs> uh, melting your mouth gorgeous clone. You didn't know what? Captain Hauser needs a nickname. Captain Hauser, more uh, like the hashtag can be Captain Hauser, more like Captain Wowza. <laughs> sure. <laughs> there we go. There's another post. Next Instagram post right there. Thank you so much for bringing that to our attention, Jisoka Arts. Okay. Next one is Laura underscore the underscore artist just says Hera and Omega. Ah. Cute dynamic, little Very play cute. date, little kids talking about. Oh, you fly the stars. She's like, ha ha, you fly these starships. So I don't know, but they were all French for some reason. I want some of Captain Hauser. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting do. out of hand. Uh, no, but fun fact on Hera in Star Wars Rebels, she like suppresses her accent. So she becomes estranged from her father, and it's after her mother dies. She becomes estranged from her family. She leaves Ryloth, but she suppresses her accent. And in Star Wars Rebels, she has an argument with Cham, her father, after he comes back in one of the arcs. And when she's arguing with him, her accent comes through again. Like she gets Mm. so mad at him that she starts yelling in her accent, which is really cool. So she doesn't have an accent in Rebels, but in an argument that she hasn't, yeah, it eventually comes back Yeah, they have a cool cool dynamic, the uh, the two children essentially playing together, which by the way, her uncle or whoever that blue guy was, Kind of a Obi? dick move, uh, forcing her on, like tempting her to get on the <laughs> ship. I'll let you fly. Oh, you should come on the ship. Fly. I was going to let you fly today. We're not doing anything bad. And she's trying to be a good person. And then he gets her in trouble. What a jerk. I don't. Is Gobi even actually her to her, get on the plane? Gobi isn't actually her uncle, right? Like, is is he her uncle or is he, he like or is know. he like, you know what I mean, though? He's yeah. some kind of he, whatever. He's acting like her uncle. Right. I think it's more of like a. Oh, close family friend. You can just call him uncle. I think that's what that sure. is. I don't know, sure. but you're right. That was, that was a pretty big jerk move to be like tempt her into coming on the ship and then later getting her in trouble with the smuggling Empire. weapons. Also, <laughs> there was no, when they go to get the weapons, the guy's not a little concerned that it's a bunch of clones giving. No. Him yeah. He doesn't even he didn't comment anything about that. It's like that's very strange, weird. especially because he was showing so much resentment towards the fact that they were still on Ryloth. Yeah, it's like uh, that's a little weird. But maybe they've maybe they've been working before. No, no, no I guess they haven't been. They didn't. I don't know if they have that. been. But you think you think the voice of a clone is so like like obvious that you'd be like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, yeah. So that was weird. Yeah. But you're you're right, Laura, the artist. Uh, Hera and Omega's dynamic was very very cute. But it looks like Hera's uncle is also not 
very good at um, adulting slash parenting, much like Hunter. So. Ooh, interesting. Lord Licorice 1977 says the episode itself was great, but not as a part of the season. The Bad Batch are incredibly underdeveloped and the pacing is off. And the Lord Licorice also says that, and I'm tired of Star Wars connecting itself all the time. I don't know if I agree Uh, with that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of the whole point of having all these Star Wars shows. You're kind of supposed to connect it with each other and it's a little bit of fan service but i don't think they're totally doing that i mean yeah they are throwing in a lot of characters but you have to remember to your average like star wars fan who doesn't know every little detail they don't necessarily know that all these people are connected all these things are connected like i didn't i i made the connection eventually that Hera was from rebels but like i I wouldn't have known that you know if i if i i didn't you know if you and i talked through this if i you and i if you and i didn't talk about this stuff uh, frequently, you know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, there's a lot of connections here, but a lot of them are deeper connections that you have to be a really big fan of the, of the Star Wars universe to, to get, you know? Um, I think the, the Bad Batch is pretty well developed too. I don't think pacing's too off. I mean, this episode did feel a little bit out of left field. Um, I don't think it was an excellent like placement in terms of what happened last week compared to this week. Mm-hmm. I, I could agree with you there, but I don't know. I, still, I think it was fine. I think it was fine. We we still have plenty of episodes to go, what, five or six episodes to go. Correct. There's still going to be a lot of stuff happening. So, yeah, maybe it wasn't perfect. Maybe it hasn't been perfect for the last two episodes, but I think it's fine. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I, I, I have been enjoying the world building. The one thing I will agree with Lord Licorice 1977 on is, and I texted my friend about this last uh, week or last Friday when the when this last episode came out, I said, I'm loving what they're doing. But my only complaint with the show so far is I feel like we've gotten all this great development with Hunter and Omega and Wrecker, but Tech and Echo feel very underdeveloped to me personally, just in terms of like their opinion on things or like their dynamic with the other batch members. Like I feel like they've been very much put in the backseat and they haven't really contributed yeah. a lot to the plot. And so I'm wondering, is that something that we're going to get within these last five episodes? Because there's still so much to unravel with Omega. But it does really feel like those two have been backseated in particular. And they've just been there to kind of help like the small plot points. So I would say that would yeah, probably be my fair. one complaint. Yeah, that's fair. They, re- I guess that's that's a fair point. Echo and, and Tech have not really had a whole lot of character development. Um, but that would be about my only complaint. I mean, like, is that even a complaint? It's more like, what are they doing here? You know, like, what's their purpose? Are we going to delve? Well, that's the thing. And I'm going to have a tough time really evaluating this till the whole season's done. I want to let the whole thing finish before I look at it and from a big picture and say, all right, what did they accomplish here? You Mm -hmm. know, I think, I mean, we're, we're more than halfway through the season or the series and we don't know if they'll do another season or not. Um, and I think they've done an excellent job in a lot of regards, but I, I'm going to hold my criticisms till the end because I want to see the entire artistic vision right. come together first before I start, you know, criticizing it too much. And then at the end, well, once we've seen everything, I can give a more comprehensive, you know, I can take a more comprehensive view of the whole thing and figure out where they may have been able to improve. Right. 
Yeah. And I, but think I went into the show yeah. too with no expectations and that's kind of what you have to do. It's mm-hmm. like, this is a period of time that hasn't really been developed all that much. And going in with too many expectations is going to just end up letting you down no matter what you watch. So right with this show, I went in with no expectations at all and I'm, I'm loving it so far. Well said. Okay. The, the next question. So we have two questions from hidden scribble. Hidden scribble says crosshair is definitely going to kill Hera's mom next episode. And I'm not ready for it. Yeah. I mean, Ooh, yeah, that'll be sad. Uh, yeah, we, we did see, I forgot. We didn't mention crosshair in this episode, but yeah, he was in it for, I guess he was like, he still is a bad batch guy. So, I mean, I guess he was, he was more in the episode than the bad batch themselves. Like the good batch. <laughs> he's the only <laughs> bad one in the bad batch. Um, but yeah, he's a, he, yeah, I guess he probably will kill her. That'd be, I mean, they could do that in a dark way. Oh, they boy, really could. Too dark. They, oh God, because Hera's estrangement from her father is also tied very closely to her mother. That would be brutal. <laughs> yeah. Crispy boy is going to be a naughty boy. <laughs> Which by the way, crispy boy is looking clean shaven head scars on the back of like his like neck and his head. Oh man, that did, I did not expect that. They go to the shot of Crosshair for a split second. I was like, whoa, <laughs> like yikes, yeah. dude. At least, at least he doesn't yeah. have, he's no, he's no longer silver fox hair. So <laughs> <laughs> that's true. He's, he's, he's evolved his look to something a little bit more on brand. Army boy Crosshair. <laughs> yeah. Hidden Scribble also says, I think Hauser will let Hera escape Ryloth, possibly with the Bad Batch disobeying orders. That's a real possibility. Um, Yeah. And in addition to this question from Hidden Scribble, I'm also going to bring up this question from no underscore doors 42. So no underscore doors 42 says, what do you think about the clone Hauser who seemed to be acting more sympathetic? So let's talk about that first. Yeah, that's that's a good thing to bring up because, yeah, I, I mean, I I said this in my reaction video, too. I don't know. I haven't watched yours yet, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was weird. It seemed like he was fighting, fighting his ship. He seemed to be a lot more normal. He also sounded different from the other clones. You know, he mm-hmm. sounded more Rex-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, he seems like he has some good intentions and he's trying his best to be a good boy. <laughs> I don't <laughs> so I, I don't know what's going on there, but maybe what if he gets saved by Rex later? Here's here was my impression. I don't even think he's under the influence of a chip, nor do I think he's fighting it. Why do you say that? Because like you pointed out, he's acting in a manner that's very, very similar to Rex. He's not showing any signs of struggle. In fact, he seems to be acting very, very normal prior to uh, in a, in a way that was very similar prior to order 66 being called. So I don't even yeah. think that he has been affected by the chip because if you remember in the episode Battle Scars when Rex is talking to Hunter, he says, you guys were lucky. Not many clones are immune to the effects of Order 66. That's either leading to me to believe is either Hauser is just not affected by it and Rex's line was foreshadowing of him being another clone that just wasn't affected or Maybe Hauser just didn't carry it out because he doesn't have a Jedi general. Cham is the general and Cham isn't a Jedi. So mm. do they have to see 
Jedi to carry out Order 66? Or if they don't see Jedi, are they kind of like, whatever? That's an interesting question. I don't know how all that works. I don't, I wouldn't think that that would be the case. I think he'd be affected no matter what. And he would be acting like a jerk like the rest of the clones. Then it must not be affecting him. The whole thing definitely felt like it was on purpose. Like the way he was, the, the reason he was acting the way he was felt like they did that on purpose. So Right. Maybe and we'll was, find our next episode. He was the only clone with painted armor and the only clone that we saw who took off his helmet. Yeah. And so that's yeah. definitely intentional. And even when um, Onfrey Tar accuses Hera's father of treason and Hera's like, no, and they're pointing their guns at her. Um, Hauser goes, sir, she's only a child. Like, yeah. He, yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that throughout the episode. Or like even at the beginning when she's like spying on their like mining facility or whatever. Um, which by the way, we didn't get enough. We didn't get more information on that, which I thought we would. I thought we probably will next episode, but like, what are they doing there? What's the empire doing there? Like, what are they mining for? Uh, we didn't get any of that episode. So I think that's an interesting little nugget that, uh, was dropped in this episode too, which will be interesting to see how that plays in the next one. I think we'll get a lot of juicy tidbits in the next episode. I agree, but I definitely, I think, I think Hauser is just not affected by it and if he's not affected by it it brings up a lot of questions like did rex already help him is he not is he not carrying out order 66 because he's immune like rex said in battle scars um is he not carrying it out because cham is not a jedi there are so many questions that i have here but it's very clear that they did that on purpose to set up for what's going to happen in this next episode and i swear to god if anything happens to him i'm going to be so upset because that is the (laughs) most beautiful clone (laughs) I will burn Disney to the ground if they. <laughs> no harming Captain Hauser. He's too beautiful. He's too perfect. beautiful. Okay, but back. <laughs> sorry, hidden scribble. Let's get back to your question. So, no underscore doors 42. We agree. Um, something else is going on with Hauser. He's definitely sympathetic. Something's going on with him that's going to come into play in the next episode. But back to you, hidden scribble. Um, hidden scribble thinks that Hauser is going to let Hera escape Ryloth with the Bad Batch. And then I could. Yep. It's more yeah, that just, makes total sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. I, I you know what? God, I don't want to say this. I can see Hauser helping Hera and then stupid crosshair killing him. Ugh. Oh, that would make me blood red angry. That would make me want crosshair to die for good. If crosshair kills Hauser, I'm sorry, Disney. I want you to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need we need more. Hauser in here. You can't just kill him off like that. Can Hauser join the Bad Batch? Good God. That'd be sick. He replaces Crosshair. That would be so awesome. He's got the better hairstyle, too. Way better. <laughs> Way better. Now I'm just crossing my fingers. But if Crosshair, seriously, if Crosshair kills him, I will end. He's done. Fingers crossed it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, good God. Um, next question is from jellyfish J 21 and jellyfish J 21 said the same thing earlier. They said, I'm going to predict that crosshair is going to be the one to kill Harris mom. Yeah. I'm going to agree with that. Oh my God. That's going to be sad. And by the way, I, I know we talked about crosshairs redemption and whatnot, but with every episode I see of crosshair, the less and less I want him to be redeemed and the more I want him to stay a bad. Yeah. I don't God, that is going to be interesting how they play. There's a bunch of different ways they could do it. I don't think he's redeemable. And I think I've said this. I don't think it's I don't think that would be the right move. I don't either. I mean, maybe at the very end, he'll be like, I'm so sorry. But I don't. <laughs> he's going to say it like that, too. He's going to die at the end of this season, I think. Or 
if there's another season, which we don't know yet, they could have a longer story for him. I just, with every episode I see, Matt, I, I want him to stay the bad guy. I don't want him to be redeemed. Because A, I think he makes a really, really good antagonist. And B, I just, it just seems like he is falling further and further down the rabbit hole. And I don't know if there's a way you could bring it back that would make me okay with him coming back. I agree. You know what? Now I'm just bracing myself for Crosshair to kill her next episode. Oh, God, she's so beautiful. Probably gonna happen. Uh, okay. Anyway, next question is from Julie underscore Allie. And Julie underscore Allie says, is Captain Hauser one of the very few clones who are immune to Order 66? Yeah, I think that's possible. I think it's possible. Uh, but then that begs the question, what percentage is it of clones that weren't affected? Oh, I saw a really interesting theory going around. You know the scars on Hauser's face? Yeah. So Hauser has some scars like underneath his chin and on where his oh. chip side is, if I'm remembering this correctly. So maybe his chip got damaged. Oh, that's possible. Maybe he bonked his head a bunch of times like Wrecker. <laughs> and it had the opposite effect of him. It ruined the chip instead of activating it. <laughs> and oh. then he can run off and join the Bad Bash and replace Crosshair. Let me double check. I don't think we have any more questions today that looks like it was about it but do you have any other thoughts on the episode as i browse for any more questions uh, it was a nice change of pace i suppose from the typical bad batch episodes we've had and it did some great job with world building i thought it was cool i think i probably liked it a little bit more than the last episode i like these ones when they go on these planets and you kind of mm-hmm. see the empire coming in i think that's i think it's interesting i'd probably rate it like a 6.8 i think what do you think is that you think that's low Maybe as well. Um, here's here's the thing is I liked this episode a lot because it made me very nostalgic because I I grew up with Rebels. Rebels started in 2014, ended in 2018, and I was such a like I had such a good time watching it. So I feel like it was kind of a love letter to those fans where they were kind of like bringing that in to be like, oh hey guys, this is like for you. So I think it was a little bit of fan service, but they are still going to have a story come through with purpose at the end of this because it did end on a cliffhanger and so i don't really think it's fair right now for people to look at it and say oh god this was such a wasted episode only because of the cameos and like well just let the story finish first because they're clearly not done with it well that's what i'm saying and that's what it comes down to with this whole the whole season it's like let's see what the full picture is let's see what they're trying to do before we jump and you know judge it and say we don't like it or something right Uh, so i agree with you i totally agree I really liked this episode. I enjoyed it for what it was. It's very nostalgic to see characters like Hera and Chopper pop up and make those tiny little tie-ins to show like why Hera and her father became estranged. What happened to Hera's mother? How did the Bad Batch fit into all this? It it was a good episode overall. I enjoyed it a lot. I'm really interested to see where they're going to take the second part. And I feel like probably starting from next week and building on out till the end of the season is just going to be very intense (laughs) and emotional. So... Yeah, I bet it'll be a, a wild ride from here on out. I think these are probably going to be the slow, the slowest episodes we'll have for the rest of the season. Yeah, I, I agree. Can't imagine next episode will be a lot of uh, talking. I bet yeah, be a good amount of action. I agree. To see what they do and how they finish up this this story. Uh, I don't have any yeah. other thoughts. I'm enjoying the show for what it is. I'm having a really good time with it. Oh, last thing I want to say, I this did hit me halfway through. Did you see that one shot in the episode? of the sky that literally looked like a freaking photograph. Yeah. What was that? Because I literally like the, the camera changed and it just goes to this beautiful 
picturesque. I would have taken this picture on a plane kind of image. And I was like, Jesus, like. Yeah, now they're just... the writers or animators say that they used an actual picture. Oh, did uh, uh, his flight to like Mexico or something? Did did he? Was it was Joel it Joel Aaron? Aaron? Yeah, I think it was Joel Aaron who said that. Oh, did he? Did he really? Yeah, I think so. Go maybe maybe if you can find that tweet, maybe put it up here if you can. But yeah, okay. I think I think he said so. I think he said there was a shot in the episode where he actually used a real picture. Well, uh, that was amazing. <laughs> like it looked yeah. great. Yeah. Hey, good it, on it, you, it, man. It looks, it looks that looked really, really cool, good. Yeah. It just, it just, the camera switched and it goes to that. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Did we just switch to live action here? This looks so good. Like Great artwork in this, in this show. Cool, uh, cool colors, cool, good creativity all yeah. around. Yeah. But I don't have any other thoughts uh, unless you do before we let no, it go. No, that's it for me. That's it for okay. me. Two, two, I mean, it's two fairly straightforward episodes in a row. You know, there's not a ton. Yeah break down with these again guys thank you for your questions if you guys like us running the show this way where you know we bring in your questions early you can be a part of the conversation let us know two straightforward episodes in a row it'll be interesting to see where they take this by the end of the season see how it ramps up with these last four or five episodes however many left there are but um with that in mind if you guys haven't liked or subscribed to our channel yet you should definitely do that do it do it do it do it. Subscribe to our channel. <laughs> Do it. And like our stuff and comment and give me more well wishes. <laughs> Do it. No, go on, comment, like, and subscribe and write in. And that's what makes the show fun. So yeah. let's keep making it fun. Yeah. Uh, at star underscore wars underscore pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are another Star Wars podcast on YouTube. That's where we do a lot of the content. Instagram is also a great place to go. That's where we ask our questions and stuff. If you want to submit, you can also email us at another Star Wars pod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, what five episodes left? Five episodes left. Before we end our Bad Batch breakdown series and move on to the next thing, what will we do next? Stay tuned and do it. Subscribe. Do it. And um, yeah, it'll be a good one. We'll see you next week. We will. We will see you guys next week. Uh, Stay tuned. Got some big stuff coming, but may the force be with you. May the force be with you. (laughs) 